Good morning, everybody. Why oh, is it hot out? I'm a little parched. <laughs> Yesterday, um, I was going to pick, uh, I guess it was Friday, I was going to pick Max up. He'd been hauling some straw for at the FFA. And <coughs> kind of brought back some memories. Has anybody in here ever put up hay? Raise your hand. He asked me if I'd ever put up hay before, and I said, yeah. Probably about 11,000 bales a year whenever I was younger. I think I worked for every farmer in the county. And um, one thing uh, that I distinctly remember about putting up hay was you'd be out there for a long time. And we didn't have, you know, we had some coolers and stuff back then. But the water ran out real quick. And I remember getting back to the farmhouse and at almost every farmhouse, there was a pump well. You guys remember that? And we would pump that well, and I mean, everybody would run over there, stick their heads under there, pumping that well and everything, uh, just to get a drink of water. I mean, we were so thirsty and parched. And a lot of them had that old ladle, and some of them even had a bucket under there, and you'd dip it out and you'd drink out of there. There'd be rust you'd be spitting out and everything. <laughs> But you didn't care because you were so thirsty. And you know, that's the way we should be of coming to church. That we're so thirsty through the week that we're just willing to just run and go and jump in, stick our head in there and, and drink. And um, so that, uh, that did bring back some, some fond memories to me. <laughs> fond. <laughs> it brought back memories. <laughs> So do you guys like taking tests? You like giving tests? Yeah. Teachers say yeah. I do, not, I do not like fill in the blank tests. Those are pretty tough, aren't they? The tests where you have, you can choose A, B, C, or D, those I can usually do fairly well on with mildly studying because you can deduce out some of the things on there usually. The ones that I really like is true and false. <laughs> you know, you stand a pretty good chance. <laughs> so, making choices, that's what this is about today, choosing. Pastor Rob started getting into this last week, I started getting a little nervous. Uh, because I thought, uh, what if he's going to say exactly the same thing that I'm going to say today? Well, it comes to find out that he isn't going to say exactly the same thing. He asked me to speak today about six weeks ago, and so I started preparing for this about six weeks ago. And uh, so I talked to him later after last Sunday, and I said, well, I think hopefully that some of what you were touching on was laying some groundwork for what I was about to, to say today. So what we're going to do today, here's how it's going to go. I'm going to talk about some different choices and different ways that we choose in everyday life. And then after we're over with, I'm going to, we're all going to ask ourselves a very scriptural and Bible-based question together. Do you want to know what the question is? I'm not going to tell you until I'm at the end. <laughs> Okay, we're going to all ask ourselves that together. 
So, every day that we wake up, we make choices. Not just one choice every day, but all day long we make choices, don't we? Do you like to choose? We had to, we got a car this weekend. So we had to choose which car to get. Not a make it or break it deal, is it? Unless you're paying for it. (laughs) So every day throughout the day, we're making choices all day long. The first choice that we make is whether we wake up and get out of bed. Now, I'm not talking about vacation or anything like that because you have a free pass then. But, you know, sometimes just getting out of bed is a decision. And you, you can ask, if you're an employer or if you're a supervisor or anybody who's over any people that are working for you, you can attest that one of the hardest, half the battle for an employee is showing up, isn't it? If you can at least show up, you got as good, you know, you're going to make it through the day. Show up. Get out of bed. Same way with school. I was one of the worst students in school. So, and I, I'll, I hate to say this, I played hooky. I've tried every trick in the book for playing hooky. And all the way down to running the thermometer under the hot water. Well, you get, you can, you can make that, that mercury just shoot right out of the end and bust it. Or one time I remember that I ran it under hot water and I got it up and it read like 106. And I said, I can't go to school. And my mom said, oh my gosh, we got to get you to the hospital. (laughs) So I was busted. (laughs) Getting out of bed and waking up is a decision that we make every day. And I know that sounds funny, but it's not funny if you're one of the people who are fighting that battle or you're depressed or this or that, it's not a funny decision. It's a very conscious decision that you have to make. Um, I said, go into work, go into school. What to eat? I think in that video the other day, their last Sunday, Rob, they were showing about couples, you know, the, the battle about where to eat at and this and that. My battle is staying away because I've got some, my eating habits have caused me some health issues. So I have witnesses, Cody's one of them, up there at the, at the coffee shop today, I backed away from the donut and from the cookie. Now, yeah, thank you, Sam. So, uh, okay, I don't need help. So that doesn't, Now, there's a method to my madness in this, okay? So that doesn't sound like a make it or break it deal. And yeah, we can laugh funny, ha, 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 until you're the one in the doctor's office, right? So I have to make a conscious decision to choose the way that I want to do that. Now, friends, we choose our friends, we choose our spouse, we choose who we want to spend time with, And how we choose that is a very serious thing. Because, and and that's not to say that we don't try to minister to other people. What that's saying is who is influencing us. So, you know, if you're spending the majority of your time with someone who's a bad influence, that's not good balance, is it? 
not good balance. How you choose your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, yada, yada, that is major. That's a major thing in life. I talked about automobile. If you talk about your automobile or your house, those are some of two of the biggest things that can swing your finances one way or the other, can't they? For five to 30 years or even longer now. The business decisions that we make, those are big, big choices. Choosing your battles, that's a big thing. Fred Mooney used to always teach that in his Sunday school class about choose your, choose your battles. I think you've even told me that personally before, haven't you, Fred? <laughs> choose your, you gotta choose your battles. Because some things, um, we are entitled to our own personal opinion and everybody, if you asked, what is there, probably 400 people in this room right now, and if you all asked us our opinion on any specific subject, then we may have a slight variation of that, right? So just because I have my opinion and you have your opinion and everything, that's fine. And, you know, I don't have to make it an all-out war, do I? I need to choose my battles. Now, if it's something that is, very, is a serious moral issue, now we've got a different story, don't we? Things are really black and white there. Now, saying all that, how, what do we base our choices on? And it all comes down to a filter, doesn't it? Each of us have these filters in our mind, but the filter that you have to use is you have to filter all your choices through this, through the Word of God. Now, that's easier said than done sometimes, isn't it? Maybe you haven't even been a, a Jesus follower for very long, and you say, George, I don't even know what the heck you're talking about filtering things through the Word of God. Well, let's think of this as learning curve as a bullseye with the very center of this being Jesus. And where we wanna be is this big circle out here to where we are gaining an understanding. If we'll start here by following Jesus in the very center of this and we start learning and learning and learning and learning and pretty soon we start to have an understanding of the word of God, right? It takes time, but we start with this very center of knowing Jesus. So one of the best things of being able to develop our filters is actually reading the Word of God, studying it, but also even a more uh, to enhance that is our Sunday school classes that we have. You need to, you need more, more than just me standing up here or Rob standing up here every Sunday to preach to you. You need to actually read it yourself. You need to be in a group setting where you can have discussion. And uh, the different teachers in here, they've been in here, they've been doing this a lot longer than me. So I can learn from them, they can learn from me, we can all learn from each other. And that's why being in a small group setting is so important um, because we can learn from each other. And um, so filtering 
all this through the word of God. David, you all know the story about David and Goliath, hopefully. But David had to make some tough decisions, didn't he, in his life. One of the decisions that he had to make was whenever he faced Goliath. You say, well, maybe that wasn't so tough. He was pretty decisive about that. You want to know one of the things that helped him to be very decisive about that? He gathered his facts, didn't he? He researched this. Because one of the things that he asked whenever he was out there in um, seeing the scene going before him, he asked, what will be done for the man who slays the giant? And of course, he's going to get wealth, the king's daughter, free taxes. Who wouldn't want that, right? So all these, all these factors are pointing to this decision. Not only that, this wasn't his first rodeo, was it? David had already slain a lion and a bear. Matter of fact, the Bible says that the Lord had delivered him from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, and he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. So he knew that God was with him. God was going to get him through this. This wasn't his first rodeo. He did his homework, and he was going to do what he was going to do. I heard a preacher preach one time. He said on some advice, he said, sometimes you just got to lay the axe to the root and let the chips fall where they may. You know, be very decisive with your decisions. And so it wasn't just a matter of whether David had to decide whether to wake up and get out of bed. He'd already been past that, hadn't he? He was already consistent in his shepherding and everything. He'd already gotten past some of them smaller steps. He had already... And see, that's the thing about testimony, is he already had a testimony in his life where God had already got him through these smaller things, and now he, it's not hard for him to believe in God getting him through this big thing, and that he very did. And uh, the, the, the thing of it is, is once uh, God gets you through more and more things, it will help you to make these decisions all throughout your life every day. Okay, if you would, let's turn to Matthew chapter 27, verse 17. Matthew 27, 17. Matthew 27, 17. And if you'll hold your finger there and let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day and I thank you for this opportunity to speak with all of our friends and family and people that we don't even know that have come here today to worship you and to learn about you. And Father, I pray your anointing upon these words we're about to read. In Jesus' name, amen. 2717, it says, Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom will you that I release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. So, Jesus is, this is before he gets crucified, but it's after he was arrested. So, Pilate has him before the people, and it was at a feast, and it was a custom at this feast that 
the governor, Pilate, would release a prisoner back out, sort of a pardon, if you would, a pardon from the governor. So somebody's going to get released. And it's either, and the choice is Barabbas or Jesus, right? Barabbas or Jesus. Now, who is Barabbas? He's a robber and he's a murderer. This should be a no-brainer, shouldn't it? And so, whenever we're posing the question of who do we release, Barabbas or Jesus, and, of course, the people scream out, Barabbas. They would rather have a robber and a murderer released than to have Jesus released. That doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't take a whole lot of smarts, and I'm not that smart, but it doesn't take a whole lot of smarts to figure it out. And I, when, every time I've read this, I've always thought to myself, how could they do that? How could they do that? But about a year ago, whenever I was reading through this, I thought, you do it all the time. All the time, you often make the choice of Barabbas. And you say, what are you talking about? And here's the question that you, we all have to pose in our mind today. What do we want released into our life? Barabbas or Jesus? Because a lot of these questions and choices that we make are very black and very white. So I pose that question to you today. What do you want released into your life in every part of your life? Do you want Barabbas released or do you want Jesus? So whenever you're making the question of getting out of bed, Barabbas or Jesus? Say it with me. Barabbas or Jesus? I choose Jesus. We're going to wake up and get out of bed. Whether we go to work or school or do whether we play, stay home and play hooky, Barabbas or Jesus? I choose Jesus. Get out of bed, go to school, go to work, right? Our finances. Are we going to do something stupid and do something stupid with our finances or are we going to take an honest look at our finances and decide what we can do? Barabbas or Jesus? I choose Jesus. I'm going to take an honest look at it. Our attitudes, how we are going to act, and that's a big one. This is the one that really puts you under the stress is whether you're in traffic or at the store and that may sound trivial, but that's a big deal. You want to know why? Because the, the very person that may, you may scream at in traffic or, you know, give them some kind of sign, uh, <laughs> that very person may be sitting here today. So what kind of a witness is that? Barabbas or Jesus? Which are you going to choose? You need to think about this before you act rash, right? Now... If you can make it through some of these smaller things, I guarantee you when you get down to making a very important decision and a choice, just like David had made good choices whenever through smaller things, and then whenever it came to Goliath, it was a no-brainer, you'll have no-brainers in your life to where you make a choice, right? And it'll become easier and easier to choose the right thing. And here's the thing. All these different categories that I've talked about, and there's another one on here that you're going to choose 
If you've never been saved before, if you've never given your heart to Jesus before, today you're going to have to choose Barabbas or Jesus. Whenever you leave here, you have made a choice if you've never given your life to Christ. Because whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're going to be doing communion here today. And everybody, we have an open communion here. So that means if you are a Christian, you are a child of God, you are more than welcome to take communion with us today, even if you're not from this church. Now, you say you may be sitting here and you may say that I don't know what you're talking about being saved and I don't know what you're talking about being a Christian. Well, this is what I'm talking about. You will have the opportunity today to come down, someone will pray with you, and we will lead you in a prayer of salvation to where you decide whether you want to follow Jesus. So you will be posed with the question, Barabbas or Jesus? Do we understand that? Okay. All these different choices that I've been talking about here, they're not separate choices so to speak. They're all networked together. Because whether we get out of bed and wake up and go to work, that's going to, that's networked to our finances, isn't it? And how we support our church and stuff, that's connect, our finances is connected to that, isn't it? Our relationships and friendships, that's networked to everything else. If we have a good um, good connection, a good support group around us, we're going to want to get out of bed in the morning. We're going to want to go to work. We're going to want to come to church. We will build relationships. We will want to do the right things. So all these choices are interconnected here together, run through the filter of the Word of God with Jesus as the center. So I'm going to ask you today if the musicians would come forward I'm going to ask you today, what do you choose, Barabbas or Jesus? If you've never been saved before, you have to choose Jesus. It's a no-brainer. And as the musicians play, we're going to stand together. That's your cue to rise up. And any needs that you may have as well, um, this is the time to come forward and we'll gather around you and pray for you. And we are taking communion today. When we're taking communion, the word communion, the first part of that, C-O-M, that means with. The rest of it is union. With union. When we do this, we're going to be with union in Christ. And doing this as we take the bread, which represents the body of Christ, the juice, which represents the blood that was shed. We are in communion with him and remembering what he did for us on the cross. If there's anything in our life that we need to bring to him, this is the time to do it. We want to enter communion with a pure heart, right? Let's bow our heads. 
Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this day. And Lord, I thank you for this congregation as we pose ourselves with the question of how we want our life to go, how we, what we want released into our family and into our lives, whether we want Barabbas, the spirit of Barabbas to take over or whether we want Jesus Christ to rule over our lives. Lord, I pray that people would make the right decision. In Jesus' name, amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.